Welcome back. Welcome to Coach Talk, and I am here with LJ. Hi, LJ. Hey, Dave. What an amazing show we've got for you today. We have got something special for our listeners today, and it is a special guest. So we did talk earlier about having special guests on our podcast. So today is someone who we absolutely love and we want to talk to and have a really good chat about their journey. And I'd like you to introduce our wonderful guest and let's go from there. I am so, so happy and excited to have this uh, session today with a really someone that I class as a very good friend of mine and we have been very blessed to have crossed paths. I'd love to introduce our audience to um, Karen Tainton. Karen is amazing. Is it okay if I share a little bit about you, Kaz? Um, Karen and I first met through a rehab program and um, from that journey of working together we've become really great friends and we catch up as often as we can which is really lovely but why I wanted to have this conversation with Karen and Dave today is because of all the really cool things that you you do like I am so in awe of you you're an amazing artist and for um, our listeners we'll be putting some of the uh, photos on our website and on our Facebook page so that you can see what we have seen today we've just I've floored Dave with with some of Karen's artwork today and you raise dogs for kids with disabilities and you're doing the rail trails to raise money for Perry Cross and you help out some wildlife sanctuaries when, you, when you're able to with your beautiful paintings. And more importantly, you're just an all-round amazing human and I, I really love that we have crossed paths and I get to call you my friend. So thank you so much for being here and doing this with us today. Uh, just for our listeners, I wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. We have three amazing, beautiful assistant dogs in training with us. So you might hear them in the background and Karen's amazing partner is just kind of floating around. So um, you may hear some noises from time to time. That's the beauty of being unapologetically raw and real. We get out and about and we like to um, have these conversations yeah. with our new friends yeah. in their space and where, where they are. That's so. what we do. It's a home visit. It is a home visit today in an amazing, an absolutely amazing part of the world. It's Mm. so beautiful here. So further ado, I'd like to introduce Karen, my very good friend. Uh, Welcome to Coach Talk and it's so good to have you here. Thank you, LJ. Nice to be with you guys. Karen, I have, first time I've met you and I've seen some of your work and it is, as you say, LJ, it's just blown me away looking at what you do with i'm not an artist i can't do what you do and we talked earlier about i just draw stick figures and that's about the best i can do a little bit of background with you is you you have a vision impairment uh can you tell us a little bit about the extent of your vision impairment and how how that um affects what you do with your artwork and is there is there any benefit in it is there anything that challenges you with the impairment because looking at what you do and and as lj said the artwork will be up on our website later on it is extraordinary and what you do is is absolutely wonderful and i am in awe of what, what you do how do you go with your artwork and how do you how do you achieve what you achieve um it's hard to say now i, I sometimes do have trouble with colours because when I had my accident I damaged my optic nerve okay. which at times when you look at things you're looking at it and you're staring at it and you go oh, what's that I'm not sure what that is but it has improved over time which is good because when I was in hospital it got down to oh gosh about 20% so I, could, I couldn't even read my watch. Wow 
And you mentioned your accident. Are you happy to give yeah. our listeners a little bit of background around yeah. that, that point that yeah. changed your world? Yeah. Uh, 12, 12 years ago, just past 12 years ago, I fell through a machinery skylight and broke my back in three places, I think, and ended up paraplegic. Wow. So, yeah. That's a massive change. Yeah. Yeah, I was a dead bit. Yeah. But in true, in true grit fashion, you are one of the people that I know that has the most extraordinary amount of grit. Like you're human, you have the ebb and flows of good mm. days and bad days, mm. um, but you never let it stop you. No, no. I thought if if you don't have any vision to do anything, I could have just crawled up in a ball, I think, and I would have been miserable. Because the first thing you did. Um, I guess from a changing it up perspective was you said to me a long time ago before you got into the raising the dogs with disabilities I might be stuck in the chair but I can still do something and I loved that mm. perspective because you're always thinking about what can I do how can I make the world better for other people mm. as well as kind of rewarding yourself in your own way what made you choose the dogs I think after the accident when I couldn't, I didn't work anymore and I'm thinking, well, I feel pretty useless. I feel like I need to do volunteer work or something And because I, I love my dogs. I thought, oh, I should do something with dogs. Yeah. So then I rang around and found assistant dogs and got into that and loved it. Because how long have you been doing it for now? Because it's quite a while. Sixteen, I think, was our first dog. 2016. So this is our seventh dog we're on now. Yep. And you also mind other dogs. Like as I said, we've got three beautiful dogs here today. Some are some are here permanently, and yeah. some are here just for the, the ebb and flow. Yes, this is about our tenth uh, one looking after for a couple of weeks or a month. You might mind one comes over and stays for a while. Yeah, you never know. They just ring up and say, "Would you like to mind another one for a bit?" So, oh. so is it dogs for? Disabilities, like well, who's the organisation? Tell us a little bit about your relationship with them and the dogs, and let's give them a bit of a shout out because you do amazing dogs. Yes, Assistance Dogs Australia. Fantastic. So they're spreading out, I think, all over Australia now. They used to only be New South Wales, now they're in Queensland, Sydney, Victoria. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. It's good. And what do you love about it? Apart from the fact that you're an animal person, because I know before your accident you did a bit of wildlife relief mm. and you loved your cycling yes. and um, you've always been physically active, which mm. I love, but you're still taking those things now, but you're still in that space now, aren't you? Well, I, my original thought was when I was 55, I was going to retire and have a wombat refuge. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. And that's how I come on. So attached to wombats, I just love them. So... Um, I thought, well, dogs are my next best thing that yeah. I can do because I can't do wombats now. Yeah. yeah so. I love the fact that I'm sitting here with you, Karen, <laughs> and I've got a, a golden lab lying on my foot like a breathing doormat <laughs> and very content and very happy. Mm. Um, I'm talking about me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she's, she's, she's sleeping on my foot and I think it is... The energy she's giving me is actually quite nice and I'm just feeling quite sedate and calm as well, which I always am, aren't I, LJ? <laughs> so much so, yes. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to ask you something, Karen, if you go back a little bit to the, the really challenging times and uh, when you were really faced with a lot of adversity after the accident, 
what got you to get up every day? What got you to turn around and say, I'm going to do something. I'm going to be resilient. I'm going to create something new that keeps you going. Can you identify anything that got you to this stage where you are now? Because where you are now is, is fantastic. And I know everyone that is faced with adversity and challenges and things in their life, and that's what we talk a lot about in our, our coaching journey, was there a pivotal moment where you you can recognise you turned around and, and went, enough of just sitting here and doing mm. this, I'm going to make a life and do something and go forward? I always like setting goals for myself. Yeah, great. And I know when I used to sit in the chair and think, well, what am I going to do with my life now? Because everything I liked doing was gone, sort of, I thought. So I was lucky enough to find LJ, who was my, I call my personal trainer. And that sort of was helping me get through the days. I think going, just going and training was my big highlight of my day. Yeah. And we trained I loved hard. It. And you t- Karen trains harder than anybody I know. So sorry, Dave, I know that you're on a personal journey with the gym as well, but Karen is a pocket rocket. <laughs> <laughs> You, you've got big shoes to fill to lift to this lady's standard. I think I, think I have. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, I think I used to sit there and I think if I accomplish one thing a day, and I didn't care whether it was drying the dishes, for me that was one thing that I accomplished. And then the rest of the day I might want to go and lay down because I just couldn't be bothered facing the day. Yeah. And then just slowly I just did a little bit more, like people would say, I'll oh, go and do Sudoku, go and do something. And I think I... I saw an adult colouring book and I thought, hmm, colour, that might be something I can do, just yeah. kill a few hours. So that's how I started, colouring yeah. books. Yeah. How important is it, how important is it to have that mental strength to keep yourself going? Mm. And we talk a lot with LJ and I about high performance athletes and people that we work with in the workplace. and and. There are two people that we can identify sometimes and they may have the same ability but one has a stronger mental capacity mm-hmm. than the other one in, in, and and meeting you for the first time and and just having a quick chat with you i can see that you are very very mentally tough you mm-hmm. you are driven how did you develop that and i'm thinking that was always there well before the accident mm-hmm. as well and that's that's helped you get mm-hmm. to where you are now but how important do you think it is having that mental strength in achieving your goals oh Huge. Yeah. Huge. I don't know where I got it from, but I've had it since I was, I don't know how long. My sport, I was so driven. For yeah. me to miss a training would be, I'd have to stop myself because yeah. I was training too much and just keep, just keep carried on through my life. Yeah, yeah. We have people that we work with, and I'll, I will refer back to athletes, when they get to a certain point in training or they may have had some disappointing results in in their competition they they say i can't i can't do this anymore or or i give up they have a lot more to offer they have a lot more to contribute but their mental strength maybe not where it should be and it's quite apparent to me that you've never said i can't what advice would you give to people that they say i just can't do this anymore what would you say to someone like that I think if you're always enjoying what you're doing, yeah. I never got to the point where I just thought, no, I can't do this anymore, I don't like it. Because I've always liked it. 
I always enjoy what I'm doing. That's really key. Because you're also an avid gardener, so mm. what I loved about what you said is the 1%. Mm. 1% compounded over time, like you started with just doing one activity and then you sort of built up from that. That mm. shows such determination. You are the, a, such a strongly determined woman. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's extraordinary. So, I'm looking around your kitchen at the moment and LJ pointed out the, the kookaburra sitting on your bench. Yeah. And the parrot no. behind you. And you've got the parrot behind me, which is the colours, and you've got the painting here in front of you. With, it's a painting of a frog, and I will take photos of these later on. You say that sometimes you, you can't discern colours. Mm. How do you create what you create with the most vivid and amazing colours in your work when you have difficulty discerning the colour? How do, how do you do that? Well, I think it has improved over the time now. Your eyesight? I can, yeah, yeah okay. I can sort of get it a lot better. Or maybe it's just because I was new at art and I thought, oh, I don't know what that colour goes like. Is that right? I don't know. Which yeah. is true because when you start art, it's like, oh, there's just so much to learn. And you just think, <laughs> it just blows your mind. You think, oh. And I needed to use my mind. That was what I needed because I was finding I wasn't using it at all. And I'm thinking... I don't know where there's a plot because I needed to use it. So art just just bubbling all the time with, oh, what do I do next? Were you always good at art? No. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No. People say that. What about school? No, I didn't like art at school. I prefer to do woodwork. I did like woodwork. That was my art. I didn't choose art at all as a subject because I didn't like it. But... Did you do any art that gave you this background of... No. No. I said, wait wait till you see some of the, the paintings and the pictures that Karen has created and we've got a couple of her wood sculptors here. Like, they're amazing. I get so many comments when people visit my house. I was very lucky to have been gifted a beautiful snow leopard that you did. Yeah. And I get so many comments on it like, wow. And I go, that's a painting for my friend. And I tell them a little bit about your story. Mm. and. Everybody that I tell that story, that how you've come from where you've gone to being able to draw that way, mm. where anyone is in awe of your talent. Like, did, how, how did you not... Uh, my, my brain just goes, how did you not know you could do that? I think it comes back to that same thing. If you enjoy what you're doing and you want to improve, I always try and see how far I can get with the talent or whatever it is that I've got, which I don't class it as talent anyway. I just thought it's a, something that I enjoy to do and I just want to make, see how far I can go. So how do you go from not loving it at school to not doing any of it to all of a sudden... I don't know. <laughs> it, it went from the wood carving, which I started probably very first because I always liked wood carving. Mm-hmm. And I did do that at school. And then I, because of the colouring books, I started doing that and I thought, oh, that's pretty good. Then you go to paint by numbers. And I thought, oh, that's pretty easy. Maybe I can do a little bit more painting. And then it just went to pastel and put coloured pencils and it just, just keeps going. Yeah. So um, that's where it led. That's where it led me to today. And I just enjoy it so much. I, I try and do probably two hours a day. 
That's awesome. And you prefer the animal side of things because mm. you're such an animal lover. So mm. wildlife, um, the dog. Have you done any of the dogs? Well, I have done a few dogs now. So if somebody had a photo of their beautiful animal, is that something that you would consider painting for them? We haven't got that far yet. In your <laughs> Commissions are more um, stressful. I have done a few. I haven't done a dog, I don't think. I've done a couple of budgies. Oh, I did a couple of alpacas. Mm -hmm. It's more stressful because you're doing it for someone else and I'm thinking, oh, if they don't like it. Whereas if you just do it for yourself, you're doing it to the point where you like it and you think, oh, well, I'm happy with that. That's where I'll stop. Is yeah. that the art critic in you coming out? There must be. I think, been, <laughs> I think I'm getting much harder on myself, more critical. I'm looking at it and going, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we go in and go, oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, mm. Absolutely. Mm. I, I totally agree. I, wow, yeah. I look at the work here. In a coaching perspective with us, there is a, a saying that if someone says, I can't do something, they're right because of their mindset. Mm. And if someone says, I can, mm. they are also right because of their mindset. And, and you add another layer on that to what you focus on is what you get. Now, I'm looking around your place and I see what you have focused on mm. is what you have got. So your artwork, your painting, that wonderful kookaburra. I love kookaburras. Mm, I, I love them. I. They are cheeky. <laughs> they are. They, they fly right past you when, you when you're about to have a, a bite of your sausage at a barbecue. <laughs> They'll take the whole thing out of your hand, fly into a tree and laugh at you. I, I just love that cheekiness mm. because that's maybe it's a little bit of me. But I do like that you, what you have focused on is what you've got, the training of your dogs. You've created a wonderful house here with the most beautiful decking at the back where you can you can sit and look, you can do work, you've got fruit mm. trees, you've got everything you've focused on, you have achieved. And that for a lot of our listeners that are new in the coaching process and what we try and get people to realise is that if you really want to do something in your life, start to think about achieving it. And if you keep thinking and focusing on that, you will come up with goals, you will come up with strategies you will come up with a result. And and I'm looking around me now and it's, it's, it's obvious here that not just on one thing, you've achieved so much where it's not just good, it's extraordinary. Your artwork is amazing. And I would love to just acknowledge that to people that are listening and I encourage those that are listening to us today to actually jump on our website down the track and look at what you have created because I think it's amazing work. So... How do we showcase what Karen does and uh, get people interested in, um, is there any purchases? Can they purchase her work or can they view further um, pieces of her work? What can we do to go forward from here? Great, great question. So can people purchase your work, Karen? They can purchase my work, okay. but at the moment I'm only putting it on Facebook because okay. I'm not very technically... That's okay. So yeah. if anyone, we will put some of Karen's images with her permission um, that, uh, on our Facebook and on our website. And if you love what you see as much as we love what you see, you can connect with us and we mm. will connect you with Karen so that um, we can help her that way. Um, is that it's amazing? It's yeah. So mm. wait until you see. I'm so excited to share you with the world. I really am. Because <laughs> you, you're not only an amazing painter, 
tell us a little bit more about the other things that you do in your space. Because before your accident, you were an avid cyclist. Runner. Oh, oh you're a runner. runner. Triathlete? Runner was my main passion. I played a lot of hockey when I was younger for a long time. And then I, I always ran. I was a runner from when I was 16. Just loved running in the bush. Yeah. And I was out the day before my accident. I was up at um, Hillsville, up, running up the hills up there for about four hours, training for a big run in New South Wales. Wow. So I've always loved running. And, yeah, I've always loved sport. So how do you get that feeling of running now? No. In terms I, of you have a hand cycle? I do have a hand cycle, but I still can't get that feeling. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Is it close? Uh, 50%. It gets me out. I used to go down the road and I'd sit there in the bush. Yeah, I'd just sit there and think for a while. Yeah. Yeah, all over that bit. But So tell us a little bit more about the hand cycle because you're on a bit of a mission mm. with that at the moment. Mm. I'd, I'd love to share that as well. Yes, I'm riding... Well, that's my aim is to ride all the rail trails in Australia, I would do. Wow. If I had the time. And That's a lot of Ks. Well, in Victoria alone, there's about 1,000 Ks of rail trails. How many have you clocked over so far? I think I'm up to 300 and nearly 400 Ks. That's phenomenal. In, wow. in what sort of time space? Uh, just 12 months. Great. Just done 12 months. So I haven't, I haven't done heaps. There's a lot more to go, a lot more. So I'm raising money for Pericross Spinal Foundation in Queensland. Yeah. What a great cause. Mm. And we'll put some links um, with your permission and, and hopefully Perry Crosses, I'll reach out to them. We'll put some links on mm. our Facebook and yeah. our um, website to them as well because we'd like to help support the causes that you're passionate in and all of our guests, so that would be amazing. But yeah. So your mission is to just keep riding your rail trails. What, mm. What's your favourite so far? Because there is a number. <laughs> I did love the Warburton Trail and I do like the one up at Merbe North. was really... Oh, there's... Lots, the one around the Hume Weir, that was nice. Yep. Everywhere, everywhere if we're off travelling. Um, I always look up, I've printed them all out so I know where all the rail trails are. Yeah, I was down the Hume Weir a couple of years ago and that is stunning it's around beautiful. there. It is beautiful. It is beautiful, so mm. I can understand mm. where you come from, yeah. So Karen, so many people that listen to us and follow Coach Talk, a lot of them have not had formal or professional coaching and we like to relate to them the importance of getting things done and saying that I can instead of facing some problem and then saying I just can't and they give up and they don't even do anything about it. It's your living proof that obviously you can. <laughs> you can hear a lovely dog that's making noise in the background. What are your thoughts about that? I think if, if you've ever thought of doing anything, just give something a go. If you, if you yeah. find, well, don't quite enjoy doing that or it's not quite right, try something else until yeah. you find something. There will be something that just really clicks with you. I mean, art, I'd never ever thought I would do art, but now yeah. I'd yeah. be lost, I think, if I had my art. You did mention earlier that when you started with your art, you started small, mm. you started with did you say paint by numbers or was there something before that there was... The colour book. Colour the colour book, adult, yes. Adults yes. colouring books I started with, yeah. Yes, so, and that's a great, that's mm. a great story for us to show people if they just take a small step mm. at a time. 
over a longer journey, they look back and, and see how far they've travelled instead of people that, that look at taking one big step and they say, I just can't do this because mm. the step is too big. Uh, did you look back in time and see how far you had come from, say, let's look at your painting of the frog compared to a, a colouring book or a paint by numbers? That's taken time, hasn't it? Mm, I've, still got, yeah, I've still got those colouring books. Really? I look back, and I, I take pictures of all the paintings that I do, even the way back when. Yeah, sure. Of how I've improved from then and now. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. one thing that kind of goes through my head when you're talking about your painting and just starting is it's paintings a lot like life in terms of you kind of don't colour in the lines to start with and then you learn to colour in the lines but then you learn how to shade how to do different textures how to work with different mediums and you're always forever building a skill base that produces different results for an overall benefit of a, a picture there's so much to learn I could learn I learn every day because I YouTube a lot so I find artists that I'm interested in like animal artists or if you like landscape seascape go to an artist that you you're interested in following that and you just follow them and that's how I learn so who inspires you are you happy to name some of the people you follow the one I'm following at the moment is Zara Toms she's animal artist but there's landscape artists out there she wasn't the first one I went with I went with um, James Jason Morgan he was an animal artist too he's pastel it's, there are so many artists out there. You can get free tutorials or you can go on a, a paid monthly one too, but they're not expensive. And when we arrived here today, we met somebody who I think's had um, a lot of help with you who, to help you shape the art world. Um, Sue? Yeah, Sue Osborne, very good artist. Yeah. And she was a teacher, but she wasn't my teacher. She was my hockey teacher at school, hockey wow. coach. And we played hockey together. And you've got this beautiful picture on your wall of a, an, a, a gorilla and, mm. and it's, it's just phenomenal. It mm. looks like a painting. She's super talented. Mm. Has she influenced your work? Like how much has she influenced your work? Oh, just helping. She's always there just, to help. Just the guiding? Yeah. See, that's a lot like coaching. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. There's, there's a, a coaching um, saying of who you hang around with is who you become. Mm. If you want to be a good tennis player, hang around with good tennis players. And you want to be a good motorsport driver, hang around with other people in motorsport. Mm. How many people have you hung around with and absorbed yourself into in the art world? Oh, there's a couple of other ladies that enjoy the art now too. And we used, I used to go to a little class up in Druin yeah. too that a lot of people would go to and we just hang out and talk mainly. But then you get little tips off everybody. So you're always learning. That's yeah. the thing about it. You're always learning. Yeah. And, you have, and you have good days and bad days. Some days I just think, oh, I don't like doing that. I think I've forgotten how to do things. And then the next day you snap out of it again and it's like, yeah. off you go. So when that happens, when you, you get to that point where you just go, oh, I just can't nail it today, you don't well, throw it away. You just put it to the side and start on something different, don't you? Yeah, go and off and do and something. And come back to it. Yeah, go off and do something else. Get another picture out. So I might have two or three on the go now. I never used to, but now I do. All different spots around the house. <laughs> so I might do a graphite over there and painting over out there. And you've and also um, been part of an exhibition at the local arts centre, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had a few. Had a few? Well, I've been to have little art shows and 
things like that. So if you're lucky enough, you might sell one. But I'm lucky, been lucky enough to sell one or two. What do you love about doing the art shows? Does it give you a goal to actually produce the work or is it just... Yeah, it gives you a boost because you think, oh, people really do like what I'm doing. Yeah. And people are always saying, oh, what do you do with your pictures? You're getting so many and you, and you do. You, you get a lot and people say, well, how do you get rid of them? So Which is a challenge for a lot of people and you do have a lot sitting around. When you sold your first one, how did you celebrate? Because that's really important. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I didn't celebrate actually, I just, I was pretty chuffed. Pretty chuffed, but yeah. you, you didn't celebrate, you didn't like... No, I didn't, no. You didn't come home and cook up a storm or buy a, buy a new paintbrush or... Oh, I'm always doing that. That's, that's <laughs> one thing you do do, you always, I do say that now, I say, oh, well, I sold a painting, so I'll just buy whatever. So it's kind of a reward, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's my reward. If it's something I really want, I'll just buy. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. But I, I love that that you can actually acknowledge your successes. Yeah, yeah you do. You in get a, a real boost. Small way. That is something that when you said about do I ever get anything the same as my running, uh, if uh, I sell something like you said, yeah, that gives me that, I don't know, that feeling of, oh, wow, I accomplished that. Yeah, that really does give you a boost. That's the only thing that I've had. Fantastic. Have yeah. you got any others coming up? Exhibition, yeah, I have in um, Warrigal. Nice. When when's that one? Um, I think it's over the Easter weekend. I think. Lovely. And think. have you chosen what you're putting in that exhibition yet? Uh, not really. Some I might have. Not sure. I would like to do a couple of new pieces and put them in. Otherwise, um, I might do a Highland cow or something. I don't know. I've got one Highland cow here, but are they the longhorn fluffy yes. slippers? Oh, yes. they're so cute. Yeah. Dave's got this glaze on his face at the moment, going a kick on slippers. So. <laughs> oh, I know what a Highland cow is. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. You just had this glaze Definitely. on. Definitely. <laughs> they've got very long hair and they have they're very scruffy. Thing. Yeah, Scottish background. They're very popular. So. They've been very popular. That's my, one of my most favourite. I think that people clicked. Have you done one before? Yeah, I've done three now. Wow. Because they're two sold. And then I thought, well, I'm going to have another one. Yep. For me, I like to keep one for me to see and remember. Nice. And what's I don't the, keep keep it. What's the largest artwork you've ever done? Because, I mean, Sue's on the wall here is, I don't even know sizes, but that's quite a decent size painting. I think only 30 centimetre by 40. Not very big. So you, you like to, have you ever done like series of them? Like you're doing a frog where you can have three or four frogs or two or, you know, I would like to. My, I'd like to do some cattle. I love my cows and calves, so I'd like to do some of them. Yeah. I've done a couple, but I'm not real happy with them. <laughs> Such an I have got one out there. That, I don't know. I'll ask for it. You have to do an honest appraisal. Because yeah. have you done a bird series at all? Because I, I know you love to feed the parrots, and you get some beautiful king parrots around here. Have you done a series of the parrots at all? I've just done a parrot. Um, I haven't done a series. I don't sort of do series, but you do them and then I move on to another one. So I don't, not a series. Yeah. If I see a good picture, I think, oh, that's good. I might do that down the track. But I have hundreds of pictures that you wanted. And you also mentioned before that you do um, different mediums like pencils, graphite. Do you have a favourite and why is it your favourite? I'm learning to 
pastel at the moment because it's so easy to blend. And if you mess up, you can... Easily correct it? Yeah, you can get it back, usually. Yeah. I think pastel at the moment. At the moment. Might change. I do like graphite. <laughs> so for, for people like myself who are still learning about the art space, graphite is black and white. Black and white. Um, just grey lead pencil. Mm. It's a good way to start out, actually, because it gives you your colours of your darks and your lights, which everyone tells you about. Oh, you haven't put your darks in enough. You haven't done this. So it's learning how to contrast. Mm. What, an contrast. A, what a great skill. Yeah, it mm. is. Have you worked in charcoal before? I've seen people have done artwork in charcoal, which is similar, I, I guess, with contrast. But Yeah, I haven't because I mm. keep thinking it'd be messy, but then people say pastel's messy, so... Mm. Yeah. But it's kind of like... It's kind of like life, isn't it? It doesn't matter what mess you make, as long as you have fun doing it, and you can right. you can clean it up afterwards. So. But then yeah. I'd have to get more and more stuff everywhere. <laughs> you just end up with cupboard fulls of pencils, pastels, paints. Like, have you got a secret cupboard somewhere where you <laughs> just put all this stuff in there, and if you open the cupboard, everything just tumbles out? Like, I now, mm. I've now got three hundred paintbrushes, and I've got this, and I've got that, and it's like you're collecting all this artwork. <laughs> tools to for next time and because I I do leather work and I've got a secret cupboard uh, where things just tumble out and I hope nobody's looking. Karen's quite structured, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> if I open a cupboard and everything fell out I'd just be swearing at everything because I hate <laughs> I hate dropping things because that's what I do a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sort of organising. Always organising, I'm not there yet, but it's better than what it was. Yeah. So has art influenced you in your everyday life at all in terms of, we just talked about structure and, mm. and contrast and mm. learning new skills. Has, have you taken any of that and then been able to blend it into other parts of your world? Structure for me is huge. My whole day is structured because yeah. if you don't, I waste hours. Yeah. The whole day yeah. is structured now. Yeah. People say, oh, you're so structured. I am. But that's the way I like to work. But you also have a degree of flexibility as well. Like you can be flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find structure for me is how you get more done. Otherwise, I can waste hours. You think, what did I do today? Yeah. But how do you how do you plan your day? As in, do you write it down as a list or no. a plan, or you just wake up and say, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and yeah. this? I always I always do my exercise in the morning. Yeah. And then I usually do my ride water the garden, come inside and if I have to do any bills or whatever, I'd like to do an hour or two, maybe in the morning would be good, maybe an hour in the afternoon, but depends what I'm doing, if I'm tired I have a rest. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. And you also mentioned goals, that you've always been one to set goals. I'm really curious how you look at goal setting and do you have a process, is there something that like you'd be happy to share with with people on setting goals because some people like to set goals but then they never look at them and they don't go towards them it's just like they do the exercise fruitlessly and then others like yourself you set the goals and then yeah I mean I don't set as many goals now as I used to for me to to get a painting done I suppose that's my goals now is just to see if I can get a painting maybe once a week would be good but if I don't I don't if I've got other things on, I'm not going to stress about it. So, no, I used to. Yeah. 
Because yeah. you still always, oh, for some reason, want to produce some painting, but I don't know why. Whereas now I'd sooner just do it properly and not rush. Yeah. It's really hard. You used to just try and do, oh, I've got to get this finished. But why? Do you think that's part of the learning and growth that you've mm. gone through? Mm. You slow down and you think, oh. Is it slowing down or is it just giving yourself um, empathy and compassion to go, it's okay that I didn't get there because I know where I'm going? Like the end both. result's still in ahead mm. of me and I'm still headed that way. Mm. Yep. Just as long as I'm enjoying what I do. Yeah, that's lovely. The, that's the... And your world's so, so full of things that you love to do now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So apart from the artwork and all the amazing, like doing the dogs and raising money, who is Karen? Oh gosh. Because there are any there are any parts of who you are. Yeah, God, that's a hard question. You might have to ask me another day when I've thought about it. <laughs> Can't answer the question. It's okay to be all of it, but mm. I was just curious how, if you had to introduce your, some, yourself to somebody, like norm, mm. normally it's like, hey, I'm um, Karen, Kaz, Tato, depending on the circle mm. of friends you're with, but how do you share a little bit of you with, say, Dave, who's a perfect stranger? Well, he was until today. <laughs> I don't know, a person that likes just to keep busy. Yeah. Enjoy life as you, you know, when you can, because it can be tough at times. Yeah. I have my crappy days. You just got to move on. It's okay I to have know. human days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, every day you can get up and say, oh, gosh, I have to sit in this stupid chair. Yeah. But what's the point? You might as well be happy and do what you want and try and enjoy your life while you're here because you might be here forever eh? as you all know it can happen any day so yeah, yeah. every day's a blessing yeah. mm. you're one of the people that I know that I love the perspective that you focus forward mm. like the windscreen is always the focus because the rear vision mirror is small we look at it but we don't stay staring at it mm. it's always go forward go forward go forward even if you put the car in park, or we put ourselves in park for a day or two because you need to, it's still about the journey forward, isn't it? It's what you make of it anyway. A lot of people, like you say, they don't have the drive to push themselves. Yeah. But Where would you like to see yourself in 12 months' time and maybe three years' time? <laughs> um... Of course, I've always liked to walk again, but that may never happen in my lifetime. Will happen in someone's lifetime, but maybe not mine. Just continue what I'm doing, yeah. raising money for whatever Perry Cross, some wombat centuries, paint. Yeah. Do the same sort of things. I don't Just know. Maybe something else will pop up. I think. Oh, I might try that. I love that you're open to that. That. Yeah. I was looking at bonsais today. I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can do some bonsais. I like bonsais. <laughs> <laughs> it's just thinking. a different form of art form, isn't it? Mm. 
doing nothing. Now you're stretching it. You won't be able to do anything. See, I like to do things, try and do it properly. Don't half-heart do things. Yeah. Yeah, but I was looking at that today. I was thinking, oh, I like bonsais. <laughs> yeah. You, you are such a Barocca in a bottle and, and a pocket rocket. Uh, I'm in awe of your, uh, your tenacity and your grit. It's so inspirational. Thank you for inspiring me. No, yeah, no. Thank you, guys. Yeah. It's good. So we are going to move from here to now the more serious part of our podcast. This is a serious, serious is part. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, this is where we, we really, we always talk about diving down rabbit holes. We do. We love rabbit holes. We are going to dive into a rabbit hole with you, Karen. Uh-huh. What we're going to do is this is like 60 seconds of madness. Yep. We are going to ask you 60 seconds of questions. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing about this is you are obliged to answer every single question. You can't pass, and I don't know, it doesn't work with us. So we have to get the answer from Karen. We need your answer. Honest and raw as we are. So I'll ask you uh, 60 seconds of questions. Mm -hmm. Just imagine yourself, just take yourself to a really dark room, and you sit at a desk on a chair, and LJ and I, we walk in and turn the lamp on and point it to your face and say, right, it's question time. I'm so sorry, I'm trying to be really serious here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are you ready? Ready. Okay, we're going to go with this. So there's 60 seconds? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's see how we go with this. All right. If you were an animal other than a human, what would you be? A dog. Nice. Would you jump out of a perfectly good plane at 6,000 feet and plummet to the ground travelling at 200 k's an hour before activating the parachute? No. No, neither do I. Would you, LJ? No, I don't see the point of jumping out of a perfectly good aeroplane. No, I, I don't think I'd. I have jumped out of a plane, but I wouldn't do it flying no. down. No. <laughs> no. Chocolate, yes or no? No. Wow. You know my answer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know your answer. <laughs> what food will you never eat again? Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. Um, muscles or something. You don't want muscles. Yeah. No. Or muscles. Mm. Okay, moving on. George Clooney or Brad Pitt? George Clooney. Mm-hmm. That was quick. (laughs) (laughs) Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Chicken. Okay. If you were to discuss your school days with a friend, would you refer to it as high school or secondary high? High school. Same. You would too. Mm, I went to secondary. Yeah. You're not that young. I went to secondary college. Okay, okay, you did. Uh, Moving on. Dean Martin or Jerry Lewis? Dean Martin. Okay. I'm a Jerry fan. See, this is interesting. These questions are designed for Karen, and I've suddenly I've changed her around to where we're answering the questions. Isn't it great? For those of you who can't see because we haven't recorded this as a, um, as a video. video, there's lots of noddings and lots of giggles. So. 
Who was the original yellow wibble? No idea. Do you know the wibbles? Not very well. No. Well, I don't have, I've never had children, so. The dogs don't really resonate with the no. wibbles, do they? Well, they might look, but no. So out of your dogs, who's the original yellow wibble? Sally. So the next question was, can you sing one or two lines of any Wiggle song? I don't know, any mashed potato, is it? Mashed potato, mashed potato. Hot potato. <laughs> hot potato. Mashed <laughs> banana. Hot potato, hot potato. See, I have no idea. OJ, hit me. Uh-uh. <laughs> no idea. Um, wake up, Jeff. Okay, the most important question of our whole podcast, from start to finish, this one is the most important question I will ever ask you in, in your entirety. Pizza. Do you have pineapple on it or not? Yes no, or no? No pizza. No, I mean, you don't even eat pizza? No, I eat pizza. Yeah, no pineapple. No pineapple Ooh. on pizza. No. Let's go. One for the no pineapples. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, one that, that's one that goes on the Excel spreadsheet. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Karen, I would, I would like to just acknowledge everything you've done and, and looking around and thank you for welcoming us into your house today. Your artwork is extraordinary. And to have you as a guest here with us on Coach Talk is fabulous. And to have met you is, is and I'd love to follow up and see you again. And with further work that you do, and we are going to put everything on our website mm -hmm. and let's have a chat down the track and do some more with you because we'd love to see you again and catch up and see where you're at. Absolutely. Yeah, what do you think? Thank you, be good. I'd love to just know what you're working on at the moment in the painting space. Because um, we could talk about so many aspects of your world that you're doing. Frogs. Frogs? Frogs I'm working on and a red panda. Ooh, that mm. sounds nice. Mm. Amazing. Thank you so mm. much, my friend, for joining us today. It is always fantastic to catch up with you and just be in awe of your talents and the person that you are. You have made crossing paths with me just the best journey, mm. so thank you, hun. Thank you. Awesome to have met you, and LJ, thanks for taking the time and introducing me to Karen as well. It's, it's been a great day. We've mm. had, a, I've had a great chat. Where can people find us? Uh, coachtalk.com.au on yep. the website and Facebook and Insta. Insta. We're on all the Play stores, so Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, is that it? Yep, YouTube. Oh, YouTube, yes. YouTube's great, because... Um, YouTube's great for the, for the people out there. If you jump on the website, it does list only the last five podcasts that we have. So jump on the platforms of Spotify, YouTube, um, Amazon Music. It will list all of our podcasts, so you can listen to the whole lot of what we've got. Yep. So feel free to have a look there. And thank you for the emails. We got some great feedback last week, didn't we, LJ? Yeah, massive feedback. And yeah. um, really, really thank you. If I can just jump in here really quickly and say massive thank you to everybody for your condolences and your love over the loss of my beautiful mum and to this amazing person on my right for his beautiful podcast of How You Show Up. You're so welcome. And uh, yeah, your mum deserved it and you deserve it. So. Yeah. Yeah, but more absolutely. importantly, Kaz, thanks again for being with us. It's been great to have a look around your beautiful garden, yeah. see your work, meet your dogs, and mm. just catch up in general, my friend. Yeah. Thanks again. You're more than welcome. Check out the photos, jump on the website, come and see us, say hello, send feedback. We'd love to hear from you anywhere in the world. And until next time, Karen, LJ, we will see you later. Mm. All the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.